0: If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. If you're a parent, especially a parent with small children, this episode is for you. Because today we're talking all about kids and Christmas. If I'm being completely honest, I struggled with scripting this episode. Yes, I'm a mom. Yes, I have kids. And yes, we celebrate Christmas. But the last two years have really drained a lot of my get up and go. I'm sure many of you feel the same way. Last year, in addition to the pandemic, my husband was deployed overseas during the holidays. It was an effort to just even get through Christmas, let alone truly appreciate it and inspire my children. And I just hate that feeling of December 26th, when all the packages are opened and all the wrapping paper is cleaned up and we're bored. We're looking for the next exciting thing because the magic of Christmas is over. Actually... It's just beginning. The party continues on for 12 more days, from December 25th until January 5th. For hundreds of years, the Christmas season didn't even start until Christmas Eve and continued on until the Epiphany. In fact, my grandmother used to tell us about how she and her cousins never even received gifts on Christmas. They maybe got one or two, but the rest they received on the epiphany, as that's when Christ got his gifts. But, as time marched on, the celebration of the twelve days of Christmas has been relegated to a carol that many people don't even know the meaning of. Fun fact, it was actually used as code to describe the Catholic teachings when Catholicism was outlawed in 16th century England. So now that my husband is home and my children are old enough to understand a little better, I'm diving into more ways to make Christmas less commercial and more faith-based. And what I love about the ideas I'm about to share with you is that you don't need to reinvent the wheel and come up with new family traditions to make it all about Jesus. A lot of the traditions you're already doing can teach kids the real meaning of Christmas and continue the celebration well into the new year, even if your tree has been up since Thanksgiving, like mine. To start, you can put together a nativity scene. We see many beautiful, decorative, breakable nativity scenes during the holiday season. I remember my mom had a ceramic one that always fascinated me, but I was never allowed to touch it. And in a house full of boys, I need a nativity scene that can stand up to some punishment from curious kids. This year, I plan to buy or make one in our home that is kid-proof. So my kids can handle it and play with it and really explore it. And to build on that, as a family, you can use the set to act out the Christmas story. Read the Christmas story together or choose a Christmas Bible plan to read as a family, with the nativity scene at the ready. This would be an excellent hands-on way to help your kids have an interactive understanding of the characters they're reading about. It's a great way to remind them that Jesus came into this world the very same way we did, as a baby. He didn't come into this world as a warrior or a king, although he could have. He wanted the full human experience as he is both human and divine. How amazing is it that we can show our kids that Jesus was once as young as they are, a teeny little baby who needed fed and changing, who probably cried in the middle of the night and whose parents were probably just as tired as we are. He came and conquered every temptation we face as humans and we get to grow up with him. How cool is that? We talked about this in our last episode, and it's an oldie, but a goodie. Enjoy the surprise of an advent calendar. Kids love the anticipation of opening each day of the advent calendar. You can harness this excitement By choosing an advent calendar that includes snippets of the story of the birth of Jesus, as well as poems, little pictures, tiny objects, or ornaments that represent the real meaning of Christmas. There's also nothing wrong with a chocolate advent calendar. Those are my favorites. You can buy them ready to go, or the whole family can pitch in and make one. I've seen some great ideas for this on Pinterest that are a little too ambitious for me, but if you're up for the challenge, I say go for it. Be intentional with Christmas cards. My social media feed is flooded with perfectly posed pictures of families clad in plaid wishing me the merriest of holidays. And to be honest it sometimes seems a little overwhelming. Like, I have to measure up to someone somehow. And a lot of that is self-imposed. There's no rule that I absolutely have to send out Christmas cards this year. Or any year. In fact, last year, I took a photo of my boys, designed a nice little card to send, had them all printed and ready to go. But the stress of the season became too much. So you know what I did? I gave myself permission to step back. Instead, I took a picture of my card and made a post on social media. There. Merry Christmas, everyone. Whether you send out a family portrait, sign old-fashioned cards, or post on social media, think about the message your greetings send. You can shop for cards or designs as a family and challenge your kids to pick the very best one that brings attention to Jesus's birth, not just sugar plums and warm fuzzies. Another option is you can have your kids help with the design. Your kids will love to sit down with you and create the Christmas cards that you will send out for the year. This is a great opportunity to spend quality time together as a family while putting a personalized touch on a Christmas tradition. You can share the stories of Jesus and his birthday as you create your artwork. Believe in Santa Claus. Yes, I know, I said less commercial, more Jesus, but this one is important. You don't have to eliminate the magic of Santa Claus to have a Christ-centered Christmas, and here's why. Over the years, consumerism turned Santa into the jelly-bellied magic genie of Christmas. And that's not his fault. Santa was a real man, a very generous and Christian man, and his name was St. Nicholas. Nicholas was born to wealthy parents roughly 300 years after Christ's resurrection. He inherited a large sum of money, but chose to keep none of it. Instead, devoting it toward helping others in need, and eventually, he became a bishop. The numerous stories about his life center around how generous St. Nicholas was in helping those in need, especially children. One such story of his generosity involved a poor man and his three daughters, for whom he was unable to provide a dowry for their weddings. On three separate occasions, St. Nicholas secretly tossed a bag of gold through the family's open window at night, and personally paid the dowry for each young lady. December 6th is celebrated throughout much of the world today as St. Nicholas Day. Each country has its own traditions, but the Dutch traditions are considered to be the source from which St. Nicholas has morphed into the modern-day Santa Claus legend. In the Netherlands, St. Nicholas, or Sinterklaas as he is called, is celebrated by throwing candies through doors or windows of homes. Dutch children lay hay and carrots in their shoes for Sinterklaas's horse on the eve of St. Nicholas Day, in the hopes he will exchange them for gifts. When Dutch immigrants found their way to the United States, they brought these traditions with them. And thanks to a particular poem in 1823 by Clement Moore, the modern version of Santa Claus was born. Stores began to advertise Christmas shopping in 1820, and by the 1840s, newspapers were creating separate sections for holiday advertisements, which often featured images of the newly popular Santa Claus. And thus, the commercialization of St. Nicholas. There's a great book I started reading to my boys called Santa, Are You For Real? by Harold Lawrence Myra. It helps tie the two together for children. The birth of Jesus and the origins of Santa and how they work together. So the next time you see a mall Santa, be reminded of the many opportunities we have to be generous and use this as an opportunity to show our kids how to do the same. This next idea is one of my favorites. Read and watch stories of the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas is one of the best holidays for themed children's books. From Rudolph to the real story of St. Nicholas, there is a book for any form of Christmas you want your child to have. Never underestimate the power of reading to your child. If they're younger, grab a picture or board book. If they're older, dive into a chapter book. If you read stories to your child about what Christmas really means, they will have a deep love for the birth and gift of Christ. So read stories about the Nativity, St. Nicholas, and other things that are related to the faith, like Destination Bethlehem, or A Christmas Chronicle. Even A Charlie Brown Christmas gets at the real reason for the season. That's not to say that your child can't enjoy Rudolph or Frosty. Rudolph is my personal old school favorite. But there are others out there rooted in Catholic tradition, like The Nativity Story, or Veggie Tales Star of Christmas. Decorate a Christmas Tree. Kids love staring at a beautiful, decorated tree and the promise of gifts showing up beneath its boughs. Help them see more. As you decorate, talk about the evergreen nature of the tree, that it stays green and vibrant when other trees die. Tie it in with the victory Jesus won over sin and death by dying on the cross and coming back to life. And the new, everlasting life we have When we choose to love and follow him, you can even ask your kids to look closely through the ornaments and pick one that reminds them of a great thing God did in their life during the last year. If you don't have one, this is the perfect opportunity to create your own ornaments commemorating something great God did and be reminded every year when you decorate again. Give and receive gifts. Yes, I know, I said less commercial, but hear me out. Christmas began with a gift. God gave his one and only son so that our sins could be forgiven and we could have everlasting life. That's an incredible reason for us to be generous too. But the tradition of gift-giving can become a fast track to selfishness in our kids. They tend to get all consumed with the question, What do I want for Christmas? This year, give your kids a way to fight back and remember the real meaning of Christmas. Each time your child receives a gift, help them to thank God for his gift of Jesus, or simply tell Jesus, Happy Birthday! As your family makes lists for gifts, purchases, wraps, and sends gifts off for others, talk about how our generosity reflects the generosity of God on the very first Christmas. This one is a biggie. Attend Christmas Mass. Attending church as a family and commemorating the birth of Jesus re-centers our kids and us. Many churches put on special holiday performances that your child might be able to participate in, which is certainly exciting and Christ-centered. Make the Christmas Mass a priority for your family and take it a step further. Invite, 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 and encourage your kids to do the same. Christmas isn't just about remembering the gift God gave us. It's also about sharing the real meaning of Christmas with everyone around us. Think of it like going home for the holidays God wants us to come home to celebrate Jesus' birthday. When I was growing up, we used to even buy a birthday cake and sing Happy Birthday, Dear Jesus, after we had Christmas dinner. So there's another idea for you too. Adopt a child. There are many children who will not have a Christmas this year. They come from impoverished families who are barely making ends meet. Sometimes it's homeless children and those who have been separated from their parents. There are many different children who need your help to have any presence under the tree at all. You can adopt a child this Christmas and see that they have a nice holiday season by contacting your parish office and seeing if they know of anyone who could use some help this holiday season. Many parishes offer angel trees as well with gifts you can add to your shopping list, and deliver the following week to Mass. This year, I had my kids gather up some toys they no longer play with, and we took a field trip to a local donation center. We talked the whole time about how our toys were going to make another little kid so very happy, and they loved being able to help. Next, you can also help an elderly neighbor. It goes without saying that for some, this is the loneliest time of year. If you have a neighbor who is up in age, help them with activities such as housework, yard work, running errands, or giving them something sweet like fresh-baked loaf of bread or Christmas cookies. That would do wonders for brightening their spirits. And helping your child learn the importance of giving to others. Now I know that a lot of restrictions are still in place, so if this isn't an option in your area, maybe you and your children could decorate cards and deliver them to a nursing home or send letter to grandparents even if you see them often. This one hits close to home for me personally. You can send a military package or letter. Many men and women who are in the military are without their families and the holidays are extra hard. My husband said one of the bright spots in his long days was when he would get a package or a letter and it didn't have to be much. My kids used to send him scribbles or candies or books he wanted to read. Anything really just made him feel more connected to home. In one of our previous episodes, Father Bateman, who's a military chaplain with the Air National Guard, said his troops would light up when they received something as simple as a Christmas card. Together with your children, you can pick and choose items for the box or what to say in the card. A quick internet search will show you all the things troops love to receive, but our favorites to send were always snacks like cake in a jar, drink mixes, candy that won't melt, beef jerky, sunscreen, and card games. If you don't know anyone personally in the military, you can contact the Family Readiness Program at any of your local bases, and they can direct you on the next steps. I hope some of these ideas helped you out, and again, there's no pressure to do all Or any of them. Share with us some of the ways you and your children will celebrate this Christmas season by commenting on our Facebook or Instagram pages. Oh, and in case you were wondering, here's the real meaning behind the 12 days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, we get a partridge in a pear tree. This represents Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the Savior of the world. On the second day, we get two turtle doves. These represent the Old and the New Testaments. On the third day, three French hens. These represent the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. On the fourth day, four calling birds. These could either represent the four Gospels or their writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. On the fifth day, we get five golden rings. These stand for the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. On the sixth day of Christmas, we get six geese a-laying. This recognizes that, in Genesis, God created the world in six days. On the seventh day of Christmas, we get seven swans a-swimming. This covers the seven sacraments of the Catholic faith. Baptism, communion, reconciliation, confirmation, marriage, ordination, and the ritual of last rites. On the eighth day of Christmas, it's eight maids a-milking. The maids represent the eight Beatitudes found in Matthew chapter 5 verses 3 through 12 that talks about the Sermon on the Mount. In short, they are, Blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, those who mourn, that hunger and thirst, the merciful, the pure of heart, the peacemakers, and those that suffer persecution for righteousness' sake. On the ninth day of Christmas, It's nine ladies dancing. This symbol represents the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. The tenth day of Christmas, we get ten lords a leaping. This reflects the ten commandments brought down by Moses and passed down as Catholic law. On the 11th day of Christmas, 11 Pipers Piping. This commemorates the faithful disciples of Christ, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Jude, and Simon. On the 12th day of Christmas, we get 12 drummers drumming, This final verse refers to the doctrine of the Apostles' Creed and the twelve points included. Belief in God, the Father, the Almighty. Belief in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. That Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. That He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried, and descended into hell. And that He rose again on the third day and ascended into heaven that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, that he is to come to judge the living and the dead, belief in the Holy Spirit, belief in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Now you know the true meaning of the 12 days of Christmas. The next time you listen to it, or If you have it stuck in your head like I currently do, you'll know it means so much more than just another Christmas carol. From all of us here at the Diocese of Harrisburg, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org DAC and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday. If you're like me, this time of year, life is just so busy. There's a lot going on every day. There's constant noise, social media buzz, work, traffic, never ending bills, holiday shopping, parties, school events. It sometimes seems like it will never let up. And going to mass was something that just fell by the wayside, but what if this holiday season we decided to make a change. What if we went home to Mass just like we go home for celebrations? What if we took just one hour out of our busy lives to intentionally create the space for peace, for God to work in our hearts, and to feel his presence during this most joyous time of year? Just one short hour a week turns into over 52 hours of peace a year. How much calmer would your life be? How much more fulfilled would it be? During this season of Advent, the beginning of a new liturgical year, the Diocese of Harrisburg invites you to come home to your church and celebrate the Mass with us. Feel the energy and the love of Christ and carry it with you throughout your busy season of life. Even if it's been a while, no one belongs here more than you. So join us on Sunday, and on behalf of the Diocese of Harrisburg, have a very Merry Christmas. What have you done for your marriage today? For every couple, it's a little different. Um, I sent my husband a love email. We're going to the museums as a family. What have I done for my my marriage marriage today? today. I suppose I I didn't yell at him for anything at all. I made my wife laugh. That's a big plus for a marriage. Keep her laughing. (laughs) What have you done for your marriage today? Make a change for the better. Need help? Go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign.